Listen, if I needed to sneak a sniff, I could, okay? Sneak Snake. a sniff. How tough is it for a serial sniffer to sneak a sniff? Welcome to our latest edition of the Fantasy Soccer FC Podcast. This is David Smith. I'm Scott Weeby. Brian Shesko. Dave. Yes. Brian. Yo. Dave. Oh, yeah. Still here. So about uh, three or four weeks ago, we let off our show uh, discussing a little story that uh, you had to tell us regarding one Mr. Arlo White. Yes, that's correct. That Can you was... give us a brief recap of that story, sir? Recap. The, the story was over in uh, short terms. Uh, I posted a picture, uh, photo, uh, photoshopped, what's wrong with me? Mm-hmm. Photo, photoshopped picture of Jamie Vardy holding a Arsenal kit in their facilities. And Arla White responded. By noticing that, obviously, the kit was backwards <laughs> and that things were mirrored and reversed, and it was all a farce. But you gained us a solid, like, seven followers on sure. Twitter. Oh, yeah. no, yeah, absolutely. It was accidentally getting the attention of Arlo White, who's an avid tweeter, and, you know, it was cool. But it was all surrounded around the fact that Jamie Vardy the leading scorer of the Leicester City Football Club Foxes was rumored to be leaving the club. Mm-hmm. Yes. Since then, and he was rumored to be going to Arsenal. That's My right. favorite team, of course. Mm-hmm. Since then, it has been determined that he is staying at Leicester. Yes. So this is my question and why I asked you to retell that story and gotcha. remind our listeners. How are you feeling today? I'm, I'm okay. Listen, I'm okay. It is interesting. I, I still don't know what to think. I never knew really what to think. Of course, you're kind of excited about new signings. But there's a part of me that wonders if he didn't max out last year. I mean, this isn't someone who's been doing this for four or five, six years. Did he max out last year? Is Was his best year ever last year? Like, was that the best Jamie Vardy we'll ever see? Is there more to come? I don't know. Uh, I think he'd be a great addition to wherever he is. And, um, you know, listen, there, there are plenty of players who are really good and they go to teams and they're never as good as where they were prior. Yeah. Players, we can go back a few years, Fernando Torres, when he was at Liverpool, goes to Chelsea, does nothing. Christian Benteke, Aston Villa, hey, wait, this... was a superstar <laughs> at Aston Villa, goes to Liverpool. <laughs> Does nothing now. Oh, hold on here. Gray, hey, hey, turn l- this against you. <laughs> Listen, Loic Remy, awesome for Newcastle. Gets signed in the January transfer period by Chelsea. Ramadel Falcao gets signed. Rodamel. Rodamel. Whatever. Falcao. You're thinking of the of the holiday. Maybe. You're thinking of Ramadan. <laughs> Maybe. Is that is that right? He's not Muslim though. No. Juan Cuadrado, mm-hmm. a star for Colombia, goes from from Fiorentina to Chelsea. Chelsea does nothing. Goes back to Fiorentina. All I'm saying is, is Vardy going to be one of those guys? Is he going to be someone who is awesome where he is, is in the perfect system, goes to a, another club, and just for some reason just doesn't do well? I mean. Fernando Torres goes to Atletico Madrid, he starts, and plays really well for them. I have no mm-hmm. idea. Now, 
I just realized after I'm re- reading this list, a lot of these guys are linked to Chelsea. So maybe it's just a Chelsea <laughs> thing. People go die at Chelsea and then they go somewhere else and they're good again. But I, I, the theme is, you know, strikers and or skull scores go. So I don't know. I don't know if Vardy would have fit in there. It's interesting to think about. I definitely think he would have made Arsenal better. But, you know, he was 29. That's not crazy old. And I think his, you know, his legs might not have had as many miles on them as as, as some players who have been playing a ton of soccer in their 20s. But so I don't know. Regardless, we're never going to find out. Never going to find out. I I have an opinion as to what the answer to some of your questions All right, are. Well, let's hear. It. Uh, and I th- I think uh, I think it, I mean, it's the same thing I was saying. Even while the Arsenal rumors were still going strong, I I think the answer is uh, yes. His best years are behind him or if not his best years at least he probably had his best year this past season i wouldn't expect him to score half as many goals next year as he did this year especially if he had gone to arsenal you're how you're many score how many score 24 23 23 goals i think last he scored year? 24 okay 23 24 close enough let's just magic go number 12 for once me. again that puts you on a number of 12 <laughs> brian he hates goal scores in the premier league he thinks yes. no one he, th- he thinks Latan's not going to score more than 12. I'm right? sticking to that, too. 12 seems low, <laughs> but no one would be surprised if that's what ended up happening. The point of the earlier story is all you needed to do was prostitute yourself in mm. the bed of the almighty Twitter follower. That's right. Dollar. <laughs> that's and right. you <laughs> also managed to chat S and you got banged. That's right. All in the same move. Yeah. No. Do you know how hard that is? That's really hard to do. The combination of those two things is nearly impossible, and you pulled them both off. All for the sake of six additional followers on Twitter. We lost one. There were like seven inside jokes and everything Brian just said there. Sure. It was well, excellent. I, I hope that like our one or two listeners, consistent <laughs> listeners, will actually get this. Either way, I enjoyed it. So... No, listen, I don't think... I, he I'm did not, the right move. You are definitely rain-clowning right on it. And yeah. maybe he is. But I was from the beginning. I'm at least consistent about it. Okay, fair I, enough. When, when the Arsenal rumors were going strong, I was I was saying, no, he shouldn't Who do it. Who is going to score move. more than 12 goals in this in this Premier League season? <sighs> Wilfred Zaha <laughs> will <laughs> score no, more no, than 12 goals. No, uh-uh. Daniel Sturridge. No, yeah, that's right. Yeah, he won't no. even play 12 games. Yeah, no, he will. He will because Liverpool aren't playing in Europe. Actually, Liverpool is going to be a great play next year as well as Chelsea players because would, they're not playing agree, in Europe. I would agree with Leicester, that. How many, especially while the group stage is going strong and there are the, mid-week, the mid-week matches are ramping yeah. up for Leicester, how many league matches is Jamie Vardy going to start? That's something you have to think about. It's, Leicester players are not going to be nearly as strong of a draw during the first half of the year precisely because of the Champions League group stage. It's probably true. It's probably true. So, no, I don't think Jamie Vardy scoring more than 12 goals next year. Like for the club or just in the Premier for League? In the in the league for fantasy soccer purposes okay. for All in right. the Premier League. He might score a few in the Champions League. I don't think Leicester's gonna get past the group stage either of the Champions League. Listen, there's a big part of me that wonders if they're gonna finish in the top ten in the Premier League. Last you, know you wanted them to be in the bottom three. I do. Honestly <laughs> I want them to get re- I didn't want to bring that back up again. I would love to see them get relegated. But 
Claudio Ranieri is such a nice I guy. I love him. He's awesome. Mm-hmm. Listen, I like Mares and I like Vardy. It's, isn't it odd? I mean, listen, people, as much as it, it is weird to say that they could get relegated, the opposite of that just happened the year before. Mm-hmm. They barely stayed up. They were the last 17th place team yeah. to stay up in the Premier League. And they went from 17 to first. What is so crazy? And they didn't make any signings. What is so crazy that all of a sudden that flips and they go from first to 17th again? Yeah. That is not that crazy. No, no. I don't it's think a little are. crazy. Take that at what the Foxes. I hope you're listening. <laughs> <laughs> It's a little crazy. It would be a, an amazing story. I mean, it, everyone would be talking about it. But of course. Especially if they're still in the well, championship. Well, their last story was amazing, first to last. No one ever wants to make a story, though, of first. Uh, everyone wants to make a story of the last to first. No one ever wants to make the story of the first to last. Good. But that could happen. True. That's true. I'm going to work on that list of goal scorers above 12 for you. It's Seriously, not going to be a very I don't long know. list. Who? But there's never only there are only uh, le- there are less than Harry ten Kane, guys is a Harry year. Harry Kane gonna score more than twelve? Honestly, there's only like five to seven guys a year who score that many goals. So let's, I'm not being like super. I'm basically saying they're not gonna be in the top ten goal scorers. Aiden in Hazard. The he, it's just one he of the be. his comeback. He year. could be. He, he could, could be. be. He probably yeah. will be. Yeah, that very well could he, be. He, it, it would be dumb like if he won like comeback player of the year because <laughs> he should have never gone anywhere, right? <laughs> but that I mean he definitely could. Well, the odds on, like, if there's betting who could win the player comeback player of the year, I would easily preseason bet him. Assuming he stays with Chelsea. Why would anyone want him in um, that form? Buy low, right? I think yes. he's already said he's coming back to Chelsea. So. Yeah. Uh, I do think Harry Kane will score 12 goals again. I do. He's on the list for sure. Okay. Yeah. We should so do one. This. We, we got should one. Really, we should really put a lot into this. <laughs> do this later. Okay, deal. I'll do my research later. <laughs> what I have done my research on is another Euro 2016 top 10 list. So we will have that discussion here still to come in yeah. our show. We're going to put our final wrap on the Copa America Centenario and uh, and get the guys' uh, input on the third place match with the United States against Colombia. Uh, what was a 1-0 loss, and then the uh, 0-0 final between Argentina and Chile. We also have another club history this week. Sunderland AFC will be given the incomplete, unofficial club history treatment. I always love that description. Thank you very much. So uh, are we ready to do this? On to the pod. I just just want to stop right now and just start researching my, my... who can score more than 12 goals? List, yeah. yeah, It's got to be a short list. And it's I'm willing be. to take the over on every one you put. <laughs> you're such a you're such a goal snob. Like, <laughs> it seems that way, like, doesn't what it? What in the world? The greatest goal scorer in European history. Yeah. In top three coming to the Premier League. But he's only had he to won't play. score more than 12. I mean, no. it's Zlatan, Brian. We are all Zlatan. We are. No, no, no we're not. And no. Scott hates all of us. I can't wait for it. <laughs> I hope it, I hope it's an announced while we're doing this. Number 10. Yeah. Yeah. Get to the right, so on with the list. On with the list. Number 10. Hold on, Brian. Should I use the same intro that we had last week for Scott's Top 10? Should Scott's like, Top 10. Play some music. I don't think I got that far. No. (laughs) You missed it. Brian doesn't like to listen to our show. No. He listens. He's usually about a week or two behind. Yeah. 
at so, best. Yeah, that's you true. You know what I did listen to though, just to just for just for the sake of it, was I went back and listened to this is not a basketball podcast. Did did you? Yeah. How much basketball did we talk? It was it was uh, a decent amount. <laughs> Not as much as last week, but... Listen, this is not a football podcast. This is not a a football, F-O-O-T-B-A-L-L. I was going to say, it, it, yeah. it kind of is, football. but not in the way yeah, you're talking. Yeah, it's not football. Yeah, yeah, yeah. American football. And this is not a basketball podcast, and it's not a hair podcast. Yeah. Just need to state that. Anyways, on to the top ten. On to the, on to the top ten list. Scott's top ten. Scott's top ten. All right, so uh, we were still in the uh, towards the end of the uh, group stage, or uh, yeah, the group stage when uh, we recorded last week. So these first few still have some of residual effects from the group stage in them. For instance, number ten, I want to talk about Ireland beating Italy. What a great result wow. for the country of Ireland. Robbie Brady with the late goal. Ireland gets the one-nil victory. Italy had already won the gr- had won the group when that match began, so there was no drama in it for them. Uh, but they for definitely Ireland, were playing like most of their reserves. Right. Yeah. But exactly. Still, Conte was 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 thinking about how he was going to line up Chelsea's uh, you know starting eleven probably yeah. you know instead of Italy's at this point. Uh, but you know it was it was a great result for Ireland and it got them into the round of sixteen. It. Uh, I always love to see. The uh, I, I feel like all the countries have a lot of passion, mm-hmm. but I feel like the Northern Ireland, Ireland, those UK Welsh, nations, yeah, like yeah. the UK nations. Which let's be honest, UK was represented well in the quarterfinals, well, well represented. Right? Yep. Yeah, like I, I love to see that. I mean, but just as well as I love to see the passion from Iceland, and we'll get to them. But. Yep. I was gonna say, is there really room for two feel good feel good stories? No, the problem is they're usually you don't think there's enough. No, but Scott's always representing the the little guy. <laughs> I oh, do love the little guy. I do too. There's something wrong with but that, but to though. an extent, because we don't appreciate greatness when it's right I've in front only, of us. If Northern if, Ireland and Iceland were playing in the European Championships, no one would watch. If only true. Luxembourg and Vatican City could get a team in the Euro. <laughs> That's so in true. In the Euros, we would have something really to root for. <laughs> can, can we think about what the Vatican City team would look like? <laughs> I don't I have a picture in my head. Probably shouldn't be discussed. Oh, um, all right. Uh, so Ireland goes on to the round of 16. We'll bring them up here again in yeah, just a sure. bit. Yeah, no, sure. It was a great win. Great, great win, win for them. And a great, you're right, a great representation. They had a quarter of the nations in the round I of 16. I know, it was the really UK impressive. Uh, number nine. This is a very important item on the list and one that you... I, I am a little bit in chronological order here, so you're probably wondering why is this number nine. Zlatan retires from international football. Do you know why? Because I know why. Tell me, Brian. So he can focus all of his energy on destroying on Pep, Pep Guardiola. <laughs> Absolutely. This is going to be one of the greatest Premier League seasons ever. There's nothing I left for him for from his international team. It was, it was worse. No, he, he's tired of being mad. He's surrounded by guys who, who are okay. Are, who are maybe okay. And everyone relies on him to pull miracles out every single game. Remember for when he scored? Remember when he scored in that game? No, no. Remember when he scored in their in their game against Belgium and it got called back? Did you see yes. that? Uh, no, I yes. didn't. That was uh, it would have put them up one yep. nil, one. and instead an iffy call on a what a dangerous play or something. Not offside. It was like a 
it was a it was a an officiating decision that took back the goal mm. and then was that where Nangolin scored I think it was yeah Oh, yeah, that was the one. Brian, you love that guy. No, I do not. Yes, you do. <laughs> not even a that little bit. That guy's coming to the Premier League, and you love him. No, I hope somebody trips him on his way off the plane, <laughs> and he falls down the, the airplane steps. You love his hair, too. No. Just there's a disclaimer, this is not a hair The point podcast. is Zlatan, I, I don't know who's not excited for it. For him Except to come. Scott. Scott's um, the only hater. I'm excited for him to come. I just don't think he's going to perform as well as you guys think he is. That's I don't all. think it's about... I think his performance... The, Zlatan doesn't perform. Performance <laughs> performs Zlatan. <laughs> <laughs> but that doesn't do much for me and my fantasy soccer so team. what? <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait to add him on week one. I know. And just, and just hold on. I don't care what the results are. <laughs> I'm excited to win our league this year. <laughs> Number eight, Iceland's announcer. So uh, Screamer is the like the soccer site for Deadspin, and uh, they had a hilarious article. It said something about how if you ever wanted to know what, and there's like six exclamation points sounds like, go to Iceland's announcer in their final final match. Uh, when they scored late, he just starts screaming like a high-pitched girl top of his lungs it was it. it was joy personified and it was everything that sums up iceland's run sure. through the group stage of the tournament it was it was amazing how that guy has any vocal cords left i really feared for his voice his if throat they had win to be again so it, he re, it might just explode <laughs> it's so true his neck might just explode uh, it was also just a drama i mean they won yeah one which late we'll get to yesterday the, but yeah. it was a drama of scoring in the last couple minutes of the game and knowing that you had clinched going through out of i mean th this is their you know their first major tournament and uh and they've gotten through the group stage into the knockout rounds i mean there's there was definitely i mean it's it's the same reason why we celebrated you know in 2002 and 2006 actually no not we didn't do well in 2006 2002 and 2010 when we advanced out of the group stage of the world cup right. you know you know i still sometimes go to those youtube videos of all the different bars and all the different cities in the u.s when we scored that goal against algeria in 2010 to advance out of the group stage uh that landon donovan goal uh, i mean this is going to be that moment for yeah. Iceland. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. Number seven, and now we're getting into the knockout rounds. Shakiri's gem of a goal in a losing effort. Switzerland losing in PKs to Poland. There are times in life, anyone who's new to soccer is going to learn this. Soccer is not fair. Sports inherently aren't fair. It mirrors life. Life is not fair. Switzerland owned this game. Hmm. At least definitely the second half, extra time. Shakiri's the Oompa Loompa, as I, you know, I feel like... Hey, pat on my, I'm patting myself in the back right now. Uh, said that he would pr probably be a different maker, difference maker. Wait, are you referring to yourself as an Oompa Loompa? No, 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 Shakiri is oh, Oompa Loompa. You're the Oompa Loompa. Okay. Oompa Loompa. I'm, See, I'm I've long been calling you. Shakiri the Oompa Loompa. But you and referred the to phrase... Him. And so you're giving yourself credit. For I'd like it. to think so. I'm not sure anyone else has, but you're someone could have. Thought, it seems way too obvious. You're saying you thought that he would have an impact of the of an Oompa Loompa. 
in the Euros. In the yes, which is small. Well, even even Poland, which is a small. Impact. No, I meant the Poland match because we, oh, okay. we talked about it last week. We said it's going to be a, a close match. My opinion was like a fifty-fifty, and whoever was good. Bottom line is he had a bicycle kick that was fantastic, stunning goal. All for naught because mm-hmm. they had because some sports because your because boy sports, had a bad game because sports isn't fair. It, Granted, that, that's not true. He had a bad moment. I don't know. He had an excellent game. Hmm. Did you watch it? Yes. Nah, he had a yes. great game. <laughs> he had a great game. It did he, not finish well. We can uh, all agree on that. He missed a PK. He did. Granted, Xhaka. The one PK missed, I believe. It was The one PK missed in the shootout, which, again, sports can be horribly uh, cruel. cruel. Mm-hmm. As we'll find we out. Get a final other people missing PKs. I was going to say, do, PKs do, we have a t- do we have a final tally on... Arsenal player missed PKs versus Arsenal goals scored in the Euros. It's probably two. Might be close to even. I think it's two two. Yikes! Ridiculous. Well, no, because Ramsey and Giroud scored, but we're a bunch of head cases reporting to training camp. Drew scored a brace. Oh, he's had two, so three two. Oh boy. Yeah. Still ratios. Well, what's next on the top ten? Well, not listen. This is not the Arsenal wanna, moment. Are, are we jumping ahead to <laughs> no Germany? No. Okay, so <laughs> I think we're uh, on number seven. We're on seven. Yeah, with we're Shaka, still on Shakiri with Shakiri. No, Shakiri, great goal. Great goal, but is he Switzer- a great player? Uh, he's. Do you know? Do you, you know, know what? He's not. But in certain did you play moments, him at all? Last, I mean, he was in the Premier League last year. Did any of us play him in fantasy soccer? He last didn't year? play consistently. Enough. He has the name value, and and new new people to fantasy he soccer has the next talent year. I played Boyan to be amazing. <laughs> that tells you everything, right? <laughs> he played Boyan. He didn't play Shakiri. That's the thing. People who are going to be new to fantasy soccer this year don't necessarily go to the names you know. Shakiri is a name that a lot of people are going to know, especially after this goal. But in baseball terms, he's a, he's got a 200 batting average with 25 home runs. He has great moments, but he's not a consistent player, just like you were saying. No, I, well, it's just starts. He didn't get consistent starts. Well, he, I feel like he's too, that player yeah. that he's like, oh, my big toe hurts today. I'm not going to play, you know. And then like next week, his big toe is fine, and and so he, like he doesn't. If he has the slightest impe- impediment or impediment or whatever, like he's going to put the brakes on and not play. That's my opinion of him. Okay. And I don't know him, and I've never heard him talk or hung out with him, but that's my impression. He of certainly him. didn't. He only he didn't really hurt Stoke. He didn't, didn't help him much. He no, no. It didn't. It he was, helped so, them. Who, he helped them. Who led the team? All, all we talked about was Marco. We talked Marco, about Marco every week. When Shakiri and Marco played, Stoke was really good. I don't know. I didn't touch him. Brian, in fantasy you know soccer. that's true. Scott's just being he's, dumb right he's now. He's not wrong. I blame, You're not wrong. <laughs> I blame... <laughs> look, all I blame Stokes... I am being a little antagonistic. I blame I Stokes' misfortune entirely on them not having a, a healthy defense for a huge chunk yeah. of the season. Yeah, that's probably Yeah, true. name two defenders. Glenn that Johnson. Consistent. Glenn Johnson was hurt I guess, forever. And maybe Shawcross. And Ryan Shawcross was, was hurt, was hurt yeah. forever. They're not having Shawcross. The two that we remember are the two that were hurt. So that's that's obviously that's a huge still, problem. But they still have. But a lot Shakiri of guys. still has fantasy value, value if he scores goals, or if he assists on a lot of goals. And he didn't. We talked about Marco all season long. So I, Shakiri is one you stay away from. He, he's that home run. He's he. If you need a home run, you play Shakiri. I would play him early. Yeah. And then dump him. Yeah. I would gain some value if it was me. 
and I want to put him on my team, I would I would absolutely play him for the first month. He's probably going to be games, one of those guys that gain some value and then sell him. Yeah, I mean he'll be one of those cheapish mm, midfielder guys. I don't I, know. I would guess. We'll see. I, I would assume he'd be rank, he'd be valued pretty highly, just because of the name value. One of those over like every city what, player $6? last year. Six dollars. Six hundred million dollars? No, I'm thinking he's got to be. He's probably in the seven range. That's which, high. That's that's too high. Number six. Number six. <laughs> what are we talking about? No, I'm just kidding. Uh, Wales making it through to the quarterfinals. You already referenced the Wales. UK, yeah. Another uh, one of those UK nations getting through, winning their round of sixteen match. What do you guys think about that? Finished first in their group. They did beating England. It's it, like I said earlier. It's, it's sort of the same thing with Ireland. It's it's fun to watch the some of the smaller teams, at least first timers. This is Wales' first time in the European Championships, I think, or it's, they haven't been nope, there yep. many times. Yep, and, no, I think you're um, right. It's but this know, one's different. Uh, this Wales they've team, got talent. They've got a lot. Their of talent. one downfall is their goalkeeper. Right. <laughs> Why are you so down on Wayne Hennessy all the time? Yeah, you're always down on him all season. <laughs> Wayne Hennessy. Crystal Palace would have he's been top no, ten uh, if they would not have had to play Wayne Hennessy. He's no <laughs> Simone Mignolet, but okay. All right. He's not. But with Gareth Bale, obviously he's the no, difference Bale maker. Aaron and Ramsey, Ramsey and Joe Allen and Ashley Williams and uh, Joe Ledley and and they have a good group. They of guys. have a strong, strong squad. Yeah, and um, I think they play Poland in the quarterfinals, and so they could advance even further. There's no question about that. Number five. This uh, Ireland France match was a lot of fun. First of all, for those who have been fans of soccer for a while. Uh, you might know the history between France and Ireland, uh, how uh, Thierry Henry's handball propelled France into the World Cup in the uh, uh, playoff between the two nations. Ireland never forgot about that famous Henry handball. And, uh, and so they had a rematch. And this was a fun match because Robbie Brady in the first minute... Uh, well, he didn't draw the penalty, but Ireland draws a penalty in the first minute. Brady puts it in in the third minute. And Ireland goes up on the hosts... Man, France came back strong in the second half. Antoine Griezmann. France wins. And Gr- Griezmann. But it was a blast. Griezmann's good. I tell you what, I'll take Griezmann on my team. I know. Any He's so day. good. But after what was really, we've talked about two of the three matches. We didn't discuss. I skipped Croatia, Portugal. Uh, but you know, it was a pretty dull, other than Shakiri's goal. It was a pretty dull Saturday of round of sixteen matches. Yes. The the Poland Switzerland game was very good. The next two games were not. To start off Sunday morning and get a France penalty right away in the first minute, yeah. and a, and a and a Robbie Brady PK through it was like it was like they said Saturday may have been boring, but Sunday's not going to be boring, sure. and it kicked off what was actually a pretty entertaining day of soccer. No, Saturday was great. Um, you know, it's always fun to watch the host nation, their fans. Obviously, their their fans are going to be going bananas in the stands. But France has a really good team too, so seeing them. You know, compete and to be down and have to kind of kind of battle back um, was was a lot of fun. I still don't like the French. Don't like the French? Yeah, I only like Dimitri Payet. That's it. I they've got they've got superstars at multiple sure positions. Do. You don't like Pogba? No, I don't like France. Pogba is you don't a superstar. Like Olivier Giroud. Griezmann. You don't like Griezmann? Giroud's a jerk. 
<laughs> he's kind of a jerk, actually. <laughs> he's been really animated during this tournament. It's been really weird. Very fr- easily frustrated. He's not having a very strong tournament overall. And uh, he's, he's still, been he's still okay. He's he's had he's been he's, he hasn't started a couple of matches I don't think, uh, and uh, trying to find a spark and he's not not finding it. Maybe maybe he'll have a magical moment in the quarterfinals. Number four, Yergi Love, Germany manager, back to it. What is that guy's deal, man? Caught sniffing his armpit sweat. This cereal. Dude's, this, this dude's a cereal. Cereal sniffer. Yes, this is this is a this is unreal. Like I get if you have an issue, but come on, man, you're in public. You remember the? You remember the? Of like, course, every, everyone remembers the old Austin Powers uh, fat bastard. Do you remember what he said? Tell me. Well, yeah, in reference specifically to to farts, but he said everyone loves the smell of their own brand. I was kind of hoping to hear it in fat bastard. <laughs> I'm not. Voice. I don't do accents. I told you that. You know oh, that. That's annoying. We didn't I'm write what? that into your contract. No, I don't do. I, I don't do any. I'm not doing that. You crazy? Only, only crazed American. American accents. That's the only one I can possibly do. Well, I'm a little disappointed, but yeah, like, granted, mine's not good either. And I'm what I'm saying is, I think that it, I think <laughs> that extends it, but I'm not for, <laughs> for for Yogi Yo Yokim cereal. I think it's the. I think sniffle. it works that way for him for all of it. <sighs> All of this. I, I guarantee he picks and eats scabs. <laughs> He's a toe jam picker, too, I bet, and smells it. Um, that guy. Oh, no. If, what have I started? No, just that I'm just saying that he they, has proven it to the world that I he's a know, sniffer. I'm just saying you're you're you can't think for two seconds to get off. You're on camera to not touch down low or or under your armpits or then, like, whatever, bring it directly and then to your nose every every person is a nose picker like eventually it, if you leave the camera on somebody long enough you're going to see them doing something sure. yeah but he did stuff that's just like come on man why can't you do this if you have to do it which he seems to have to do do it <laughs> hold your hands down by your side for like five minutes and then when, and then just kind of bring both hands up You're to your face, your, and kind your, of just put it over your nose. Your weirdness here. Someone's done this. And before. then you get a sniff, right? Like just disguise it. Mm. Like really what? good strategy. Unbelievable. Mm. How are we going to handle those I can, five minutes? Listen, if I needed to sneak a sniff, I could. Okay. Sneak just saying, a sniff. How tough is it for a serial sniffer to sneak a sniff? <laughs> <laughs> What a great tongue twister! Oh, that's amazing. Some people, um, some people chew their fingernails. Some people, some some people touch down there and sniff their fingers. That's true. He needs to find a men and blazers calling find, them their down belows is one of my he favorite He just needs things. to. He just needs to find a substitute, uh, like a some sort of alternate uh, action. He just needs it's a mental thing. He God just bless. needs to find some other way to, to distract him. This is the longest top ten. We'll never do a longer one. Is there? An- well, all this overshadowed Germany's uh, spanking of Slovakia. Oh yeah, sure. Germany's good. Number three, they Belgium can't. had a goal explosion of their own. They did putting in three in the final fifteen you minutes. You past know what? Hungary. I jinxed them. I really, f- I feel horrible about this because Belgium was playing Hungary. I don't think you mentioned that, or maybe you I did. I just did. Yeah. 
And around the 61st minute mark, I check the score. They're losing one nothing, But I see that the Hungarian keeper, who is my by far favorite, favorite player in this tournament. Mm-hmm. Yeah, of course. He looks like, kind of looks like me, balding, whatever, <laughs> right? A <laughs> little bit, a little bit. He's 40. You're not, you're not there. You're I'm not close. <laughs> I'm close to 40. Let's be honest. Some he's, of you. He's every man. He is, and he is wearing sweatpants as his goalkeeping outfit. He has a goalkeeper shirt on, a little mm-hmm. bit baggy, mm-hmm. and wearing sweatpants that, like, and his socks kind of come up over the bottoms of the sweatpants. Yes. He at this point in the game, he's playing Belgium. Belgium, you could argue, one of the more talented teams in the tournament. He's losing one nothing. He has nine saves. Mm-hmm. He's nine saves. He is working single-handedly, keeping them in the game. And then all of a sudden, the goal explosion happened, and he yep. ends up losing four, four four nothing. But most yep. of that game, it was nip and tuck. Well, I asked Brian if he would actually help me in yeah, my top dude. ten list with this item because we need to give a proper goodbye to sweatpants. Listen, if there's ever a time, this is a great choice because I, 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 I don't know. <laughs> How to say his last name. So, Brian, how do you say this Hungarian keeper <laughs> in the sweatpants? Blah, blah, blah. How do you say <laughs> Says Dave. That was a well done. We blah, did, blah, this blah, is, blah. So, this is the official start of the how this to say? Is how to, yes, it's yours. How to say. The I have a very specific keeper. music request for this one. I need the theme song to Green Acres, the TV show <laughs> Green Acres. <laughs> It okay. has to be, I would guess, it has. It should be public domain. I feel like it's similar to the Battle Hymn of the Republic of TV show themes. You'd think that at this point, it's Happy Birthday or something where you should be able just to get that. Okay. Sure, it might be out there. I know how these suggestions usually go. Yeah, but, well, I mean, I'll, I'll do my best. But whatever. This week's How to Say, probably the greatest yet... By greatest, I mean least annoying. (laughs) Two main reasons for this. First, both the first and last names of the Hungarian netminder already exist pretty prominently in American popular culture. Oh, nice. Your plans to throw me off with the pronunciation angle were weaker and more pathetic than a Lionel Messi penalty kick when it matters most. (laughs) I'm sorry, I just feel really bad for him. Second, don't worry, we'll get to the name in a minute, just shut up. Is that almost no one has made an article of clothing more of a talking point than this guy did with a pair of basic, I'm relaxing and I'm your father, okay, so just leave me alone, gray sweatpants. (laughs) Well, maybe Alexis Sanchez in his tiny magic shorts, but that's more of an arsenal (laughs) moment than a how to say. Golden balls. There's nothing more Eastern European to me, like stereotypically Eastern European, than the reason why he wears the sweatpants. Sure. Oh yeah, please share. According to an interview he did with World Soccer Talk at the beginning of the month, his sweats are a habit he picked up after a run of wins during a freezing Hungarian winter in 1996. Love it. <laughs> Love it. In That's an interview, year, 20, in an 20 interview that appears on FIFA's website, you can go find it now. Type in google.com. Sir, no, I'm just kidding. 
<laughs> King Sweatpants said, "I've played them in I've played in them since I was with Zombatelli in 1996. On one occasion, the black ones hadn't made it into the wash, <laughs> so I had to wear gray." He had two pairs of yeah, sweatpants, sure. a black pair and a gray pair, and the black ones weren't... I, too. We but then washes went, his own? We then went unbeaten for our next eight or nine games and saved ourselves from relegation, so wherever I've gone since then, they've been my lucky charm. That's not going to change now. Hey, just like the Hungarians always say, the sweat you get from losing is worse than the sweat you get from superstitiously wearing sweatpants in football matches in summer. <laughs> So you gotta go with what works. Yeah, sure. That's Hungarian sayings. As for his famous shared namesakes, they are none other than the greatest volleyball player in American history, Karch Kirai. Really? That's right. Who is the who is he, son of Hunga- a, he had a Hungarian? Hungarian. Yes, he did. Really? His father was uh, Hungarian. Okay. And the last name of one of the most famous pairs of sisters of the 50s and 60s, Eva and Zsa Gabor. Really? That's right. They are also Hungarian. What? Hmm. Your Hungarian besweat-panted netminder is Kirai Gabor. Interesting. Or if you want to be really American about it, Kirai Gabor. Sure, sure. No, well, right. that's the that's the Western order, Kirai Gabor. Yeah. It's actually reverse, so it would be reverse. It'd be Gabor, Gabor Kirai, Kirai which is the same for Zsa It's Gabor Zsa If you want to be Hungarian a, about it, yeah, that was the most interesting part of this for me. If you want to be Hungarian, <laughs> if you want to be, Hungarian and Hungarian. that's why I wanted the Green Acres theme. It's Eva that's in. Sure. Acres, not yeah. Jaja, not right, right, right. Sure. Everyone knows that. I mean, it's easily. Everyone in the world knows that. You can easily find it. I just did, so no excuses, Dave. Also, I called sort him. Hey, I called him thing. King Sweatpants. That's you king know, Kirai means king in Hungarian. We are on some next level coincidences sh- stuff right here <laughs> on this podcast. <laughs> I'll tell you what. It doesn't get much better than that. That's true. You're not going to find a better breakdown or analysis on anyone's name than that. Certainly not for the rest of this show. Nope. Number two. We're that far into this? Yes. Great. Uh, we can't get to the it end felt fast like we, It felt like we were farther. <laughs> <laughs> so Italy beats Spain. You sure we're not on minus two? <laughs> <laughs> I told you it was a top 20 list. Okay. <laughs> Uh, Italy beats Spain, but the only thing that I could take away from this are the uh, the vomit kits that Spain was apparently what? wearing. Did uh, you see the kits that Spain was wearing? They were okay. From a distance, they looked like something that you were th- you threw no. up on. Or, or if you don't want to be so gross about it, it looked like one epic condiment fight took place in the locker room before the match. Now, yeah. that's probably more realistic. The condiment fight. Everyone at dinner, they all dumped the same paella right on their shoulder. It wasn't that bad. They're, they looked poorly designed up close and even worse from a distance. Well, maybe. They weren't that bad. It, it, listen, it's it You changing. just want to disagree with me. Hey, designers no, need to like, design, and some designer got their design out there. You always have to have, like, the standard True, but you want to have something that looks purposeful. 
That didn't look purposeful. Okay. <laughs> that looked accidental. <laughs> that looked like a stain on a white shirt. You gotta this, embrace the artist, Scott. Uh, I mean, this is no, uh, that was bad. Soccer is not the place for art. Uh, no, there's a place for art. It didn't in soccer. help him yesterday. It no, definitely didn't. Help Italy him. did get the win. Italy, I mean, they they did not look good. Who the Italy Spain or Spain? No, Italy, Spain Italy looked look really Italy good. Italy looked very good. Yes, yes, they're gonna be they're gonna be with a, a, a lot of players. Team. I don't know the names of. Why does Italy have to play Germany next? Weird draws. The bracket yeah, come on, out. but why? Can't they split that up? No. It's I a didn't power, think it, there's yeah, a power you know half in the bottom and a weak half in the top. That's I, just the way it is. Well, it was just the way the seedings worked out. It's, it's the way the groups worked yeah. out. And um, Italy, I didn't think Italy was going to be this good. I'm surprised. Hmm. They're always good. I, I guess I expected them to make it to the round of eight. Germany's going to win 3-1. No, th- I feel like that's that's going to be a one nothing game. You don't I just think? don't know who wins it. Yeah, it's going to be a really good game. Yeah. Games that weren't so good. Number one, Iceland. Two, England. One, three weeks ago. This is my I told you so moment. Not that you guys disagreed with me, but I think it was three weeks ago before the tournament started. I sat here and I said England has been handed a trip to the semifinals. And Roy's going to find a way to F this up. That's exactly, those are my exact words. And here we are. Now we're about to talk about what turned out to be, some people in England are saying, one of the worst defeats in England history. Hi, Dave here, interrupting this podcast with an important stat that Scott, that windbag, didn't let me say on the pod. And now it's time for Brother Matt's Stat of the Day. England has won just four of its last 15 major tournament matches and has never won a Euro knockout stage game outright. And now back to the podcast. I feel like you want the roundup? Yeah, sure. Absolutely. No, I mean, there's a lot of Jamie's in here, but Jamie Redknapp from the Daily <laughs> Mail and Jamie Carragher quoted in Sky Sports. Jamie Redknapp said, this is the worst night in the history of English football. We got exactly what we deserved. Mediocrity. Yeah. Jamie Carragher, have I ever seen England play worse? No, I don't think so. That was a shambolic performance, especially in the second half. And then everyone's favorite, Ian Dark, who blew up his own Twitter feed, I'm sure, with his forget USA 1950 that's the most embarrassing defeat in England history clueless and cal- and calamitous display to haunt English football forever Ian Dark called the match here in the United States for ESPN and it was almost as if he was trying to do like talk his way through his grief in the second half you would hear him just trying to say things to help him cope with what yeah. he was seeing in front of him and he was probably speaking on behalf of all of England. I felt process. like he was also trying to announce or jinx them into doing something. <laughs> that's good. probably true. Too. Yeah, right. Yeah, like that's what they can't possibly true. be this bad, can they? There is no way they are going to do anything now. Maybe Wilshire can inject a little magic. Can no. unlock? See, we knew that was Icelandic happen. defense. Former England striker Alan Shearer, post-match BBC, it looked to me like Roy was making it up as he was going along. 
How on earth can he pick Jack Wilshire? He hasn't played 90 minutes for over a year and played 141 minutes this season. Now, how I'll, on earth can he be deemed fit enough or good enough? All to that was true. He, he didn't do that bad compared to some of the other guys. But I think what this is going to fall back to, Scott, and I'll set you up for it, mm-hmm. is a lot of these guys, in my opinion, well, first of all, there's a lot of spurs out on the field. There were five. There was that five bother me. Tottenham. That doesn't bother well, me. Well, it bothers me when they collapsed at the end of the season. Well, sure. I mean, we said it. We said you think they the dragged their it's mentality. It's mentality. We said though before this this tournament started that Roy went against league form. He went against league form and went with the guys that he seemed like he thought he was supposed to pick. Instead, so yeah, he didn't go with with he went with a lot of Spurs players. Um, he went he did not go with Andrews Townsend, who had a great season for Newcastle, especially the second half, obviously. Yeah. Uh, Danny Drinkwater, he sent him home yeah. from the champion Leicester Foxes. Uh, you know, he kept Vardy, but because he probably thought he was supposed to keep. He never Jamie played Vardy. him. He didn't. Yeah, I mean, Hardly. he came off the bench. So he didn't go with guys who were in form. Instead, he went with. Like you said, a bunch of Spurs players. He went with a bunch of Liverpool players who mostly sat on the bench for this tournament. Uh, and then uh, how do you play Raheem Sterling? He started Raheem Sterling, who didn't start for. He started two games in this tournament. I that's know. He sound, started. That's going to sound great in the microphone and screaming like that. <laughs> but it's true. <laughs> Let me say it louder. <laughs> it's true though, and the fact that he went back and forth with his starting lineup, he couldn't find the right starting eleven. He had no idea what he had in this squad. He could not find it. He couldn't find the best eleven, and it, it came back to haunt him. And then this team was actually. You want to know why thin. he couldn't find it? Because he has no balls. Whoa, David. <laughs> it's fact. Why is he playing Rooney? Why is he sending Townsend and Drinkwater home? He didn't have the balls to make the calls that he needed to make. And you know what? And then he didn't even have the balls to have a press conference because he resigned, he read a statement, and bounced. Yep. Roy Hodgson. Yep. Go put a freaking paper, brown paper bag on your head. Well, hey, listen, we were. We, I was. I was hard on on the pick of Rooney. He didn't deserve to be there. When when he, when it, the need for substitutes came up in the second half of this match, and really every match, uh, you know, Wales they had 15 minutes of brilliance at the end of that Wales match. Sturridge and Vardy coming off the bench to help them win that match. Can you believe that they actually beat Wales earlier in this tournament? It seems like it, it didn't happen, right? But uh, when they needed substitutes in this Iceland match, there's no one to go to. There's no one. Marcus Rashford was the best option that they had off the he bench. He actually looked pretty good when he came in. I too. know, but what does yeah, that cause... say? What does that say if you're England? It says that all of the optimism and hope that you had when you beat Germany a month and a half ago or whatever it was. This is what's annoying. They finished all dissipated in one move. They finished first in their qualifying group by far. Like no They were one, unbeaten. I think that yeah, okay, good call. They're unbeaten in qualifying, which is pretty rare. And so the hopes coming into this tournament were really high, but they were I guess when It doesn't change their it doesn't change Vincent Company was pretty fair of of everyone. I'm sure most English folks were not what did company uh, say he just said that he feels like a lot he's seen it a lot that uh out of this type of disaster that you are that something good does is still capable of being built like he still he was looking at it as this this isn't the it's not the it's terrible what happened but it's largely based on expectations this it doesn't is, change the it doesn't change the quality of the people that are there 
and he was just really complimentary of the of the team. English system yeah. in general of developing. This talent. has nothing to do with the talent in soccer on the field. This has every bit to do with the mentality of what's going on, with the mentality of the coach, with the mentality of the players. Look at the difference. Who has more talent, Iceland or England? Who was better coached, Iceland? Who had the better mentality because of how they're brought up? I mean, I I was... Team spirit, yeah. No, it's everything. It is absolutely everything. This never would have happened if Jack Butlin was healthy. That's not true. Jack, <laughs> Joe Hart's weak attempt to stop that second goal is Jack Butlin would have stopped that, Brian. I know he would have. Are yeah, you going to say right. something nice about um, Iceland? I mean, they deserved it. This is the this is the feel good story of the tournament. Uh, I'm sorry, Wales, but Iceland moving through is the feel good story of the tournament. They're yeah, now into the you, quarterfinals. You want can, can we remember one other thing? Sure. I thought they'd won the Euros the way they celebrated at the end. It was unbelievable. When they don't try to play and just defend, 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 this is, in my opinion, shows a a small mentality and are not going to do anything in the competition. Cristiano Cristiano Ronaldo, Ronaldo. your boy, Dave, after Iceland drew with them. Earlier in the tournament. Not That's my good. boy. Good. Way to bring but that back. That's good. It's, no, they it, should read that to him whenever Portugal does not advance. Oh, absolutely. That's, and Iceland well, does. Portugal has gotten as far as Iceland. They can at least say that at this point. In Iceland the has a population of 325,000. Yeah. They have an academy small. that they started mm-hmm. 2002, 2003. Okay. This group of players was the part of when their country decided to change things, get better facilities, all their coaches, even at ages four and five, have to be a UEFA-licensed coach. Hmm. There aren't volunteers up until like 12 years old like most places. And that change, this is the first crop of Icelandic players coming through that went through that change. They, uh, Bill Gunnarsson who's the director of education for Icelandic Football Association, says that they believe in consistency, education, and an ironclad mentality. And that's what you saw in the picture. That's exactly yesterday. what they have. That's good. Yeah. And they, they, <laughs> the entire country, they play the same system, a 4-4-2. Everyone fits into the system. And if you don't work or run your butt off, it doesn't matter how talented you are, then you don't play. When is his contract up? Do you think he should come... Help out American. I think there's an England job open. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> Anyways, I, I have other Icelandic stats and info, but bottom line is they uh, the U.S. could take some notes from how they're doing their academies too. It's true. So, that's anyways, true. moving on. Now that's that's our Euro top ten list for this week. Um, th- it's been a great tournament. It's been such a good tournament. Uh, if, as far as international football goes, it, it's been it's been everything we could have hoped for. But we are uh, coming up less than three weeks on the start of the Premier League preseason, and this week there were three signings that I think we definitely need to talk about, especially in the light of fantasy soccer for next year. So let's get started on those first. Nathan Redmond escapes mm-hmm. Newcastle. Oh, sorry, nope, that's Escapes. not right. Escapes Norwich. Norwich. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Which we, we've been end. predicting this. We just didn't yep. know his landing spot. And it's going to be Southampton. Good for Nathan Redmond. I agree. I, yes. um, it's Very good, good for him. It's a good. It's a great move. It's good to see him still in the Premier League. His talent is definitely where it should be. 
and uh, I think he's going to do really, really well. I think he uh, is a borderline, at least a bench guy for fantasy purposes. Absolutely. Too. Mm-hmm. No doubt. He would be a low-value bench guy who you can easily uh, start and expect value to go up and get a lot of uh, the only, worth out of him. The only question is going to be how many matches is he going to play with that Southampton roster. We don't even know who the manager is yet uh, for that squad. So it's hard to predict what's going to happen there. Uh, but you'd have to say, assuming he can get on the on the pitch with any kind of consistency, I fully agree. He'll be I think, on the pitch. I, in my opinion, there's no way he's not on the pitch. Then he might be a, a decent play this year for fantasy soccer. I agree. In the midfield. Uh, Sadio Mane, the deal is about done. I think Had, we can we can assume that it's going to happen. His medical was done. I'm pretty sure it's the whole thing's done done. Not quite. You haven't seen him in it holding a kit He hasn't kit yet? held up the Liverpool kit yet, but Sadio okay. Mane to Liverpool for 34 to 36 million pounds. Yeah. Way too much money. Maybe, but if that's what the market value is, and that's what oh, it is. Man. <clears throat> the other question is you have to question yourself, like, is, it, is he worth it? Is he going to fit in the Klopp system? I think he. He probably will fit in the Klopp He's system. fast, and he'll run like crazy. He's got a motor. For Klopp. He's got a motor. Yeah. And, the, and a defensive motor, I think he'll come back. He's just not one to, to sit up and just try to slot on his way into goals. Ask me if, if I'll play him in fantasy soccer this Scott, year. Scott, uh, with Mane coming to Liverpool, mm-hmm. uh, would you play him in fantasy? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I can't decide if this is a good signing for Liverpool or not. Mm. I can see what he might bring in terms of value to the club and how he might be an improvement over, say, Adam Lallana in that position. Yeah. I just, I'm not convinced he's going to do it with any kind of consistency. He, last year, he was motivated he didn't to really, perform. Yeah, he didn't really do it with any consistency last year. He played well in January and he played well in May. Yeah. Because he was looking to get transferred. He's going from a team with no European football. I mean, from European football, playing in Europa League, Southampton, to a team who's not in Liverpool. Who's not with, with uh, a longer history, Liverpool is deemed name, a big club. And, uh, and honestly, he's getting paid. So that's, that's a big part of it, Southampton too. Southampton wasn't going to come off any money. Right. Not, not, not to the extent that Liverpool can provide. So uh, he, he scores goals. He puts yeah. goals in the net. You know, he scores them in batches. You know, a hat trick here, a brace there, yeah. which is really frustrating for fantasy owners, which is why I don't know that I would go near him because of that lack of consistency. And it's going to be frustrating in a lot of matches for Liverpool, I think. I think he's he's, he's a very moody guy, kind of a bit of a head case, and uh, I'm not sure how it's going to work out yet. So I'm going to be a, on a wait and see with Sadio Mane. Okay. In the Liverpool right. lineup. I'm definitely going to, assuming he stays at this point, as of today, I would not hesitate on some other guys in the, in the Liverpool roster like Daniel Sturridge uh, because of that lack of European football. He can go out there every weekend and play without a problem, and he'll score goals. Sadio Mane, I need to see it for a few weeks first. Okay. Our third signing that is a little less certain but seems to be still something that we can talk about uh, is Henrik Mkhitaryan. That, yeah, that, that's not official official but definitely looks to be official. To Manchester United. Yeah, he has the same agent as Zlatan Ibrahimovic hmm. and uh, along with the same agent as Paul Pogba. Uh-oh. So... That agent has been awful busy with United. He may be uh, awfully busy going to the bank. Yeah. yeah. M- Mctarian 
26 million pounds. I feel like that's a really good, solid addition in the midfield for United. I was hoping Arsenal might get him, but that doesn't look it's like that's going to happen. Honestly, you know, who knows what this United squad's going to look like by the end of the summer. This is their second, well, third, if you count Zlatan, which is yet to be announced too. But you know, we'll assume that's official. So between Eric Bailly, uh, or Bailly, Bailly, Bailly right. uh, pick, pick Zlatan. Either. I don't care. And I'm looking at you, Brian. You're, you're my go-to on this. Uh, and now Mkhitaryan. Uh, these are these are good signings for United. He he. You're right, Dave. I mean, I have a rule about not playing Manchester United players in fantasy soccer just out of principle sure. because I'm a Liverpool fan. But uh, if I didn't have that rule, I would consider playing this guy even more than Zlatan. That's just dumb. That's not dumb. No. He's going to provide more value in the midfield than Zlatan will as a no, striker. He, but he's not a goal. He's not. He's going to have. He'll probably finish the year with. With six or seven goals. He could be this year's Mesut Ozil. He will not have 17 assists. He's not that type of a player. He better not. I think he'll have. I'm going to say, you're, you're <laughs> setting yourself up for a he will have Martial's still there. Martial's still there. <laughs> he will have. Rashford's still there. A seven goal, seven assist, eight assist type of a year. He's, he's, you just look at his career statistics. That's the type he's going to be. I want to disagree just because we're doing that a lot today and say that no, he's sure. going to be Urzel this year, but I actually don't know that I Speak. want to stand on that. You you might be right. That might be good. That might be a good thought. Yeah, that's yeah. why Urzel misses PKs. He just likes to set other people up. He doesn't actually <laughs> like to score himself. Oh, man. Uh, that's so those are three job. big signings. We're starting now to get to the point in the summer where the, the big signings, especially in the context of fantasy soccer, yeah. are, uh, are, 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 are being announced. The, the, the deals are getting done. And so this is good news for us. It gives us more we can talk about in the league, which is good. Yeah. The big, those big preview shows are still to come for us here later in the summer. Can't wait for that. Yes, Absolutely. Do we want to talk about the Copa America Centenario? Can we uh, can we just agree that it was if it wasn't for the Euros, this would just be a big letdown of a summer? Well, I thought the quality on the on the field for the Argentina Chile game was awesome. Okay, that's fair. I mean, these guys were were, I mean, the lack of desire was not wanting on the pitch. I mean, there was there was guys everywhere doing everything. You know, finished zero zero, went to penalties, and. Um, you know, Messi steps up and misses his first PK ever, and then after they lose on penalties, sits on the bench by himself, looking. I mean, he looked like, you know, like Brian. It, it was if, terrible. Well, like, yeah, and then he says he quits the national team yeah, or yeah. something close to yeah. it. I mean, I feel like he just needed someone to come around him and put an arm around him and just kind of give him, give yeah. him, you know, give him he a needed. pep talk. He needed. He needed Javier Mascherano. Locker room dad. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Brian, how would that if you could dream it off? How would that conversation go? Like, I mean, it would just have been some like, hey, hey, buddy, it's okay. Yeah. I, I mean, it would be more or less him, <laughs> him just saying, we don't always make our, we don't ever, not everyone makes every penalty kick. Yeah. It's okay. And if like a, like a pat, say, little yeah. pat on the back. Sounds Why, very loving right now. Why'd you have to bring that up, though? Yeah, that's what Messi would say. And yeah, he, it was. It, I'm sure it would just be. It would be a lot of. It would be a lot of fraudulent consoling. <laughs> no, Messi would have been like, "Wait, who are you? Yeah. Oh, you played the. You played the other end. Oh, uh, okay, got it. M- Messi did his best Roy Hodgson. 
and just decided to, well, I'm done. I'm retired. I quit. That's it. Yeah. I can't handle it. He never... was complaining about a lot during the tournament, like the travel plans at the Argentinian, Argentinian, uh, Argentinian FA uh, were in charge of. Uh, it just seemed like he had a lot of gripes. So the U.S. played Colombia in a third-place match. They did. And we lost one nothing. But it wasn't it was, a terrible match. It was a way – we looked way different. Yeah. And we looked – Great and and comparatively we showed, great. Comparatively great to the first time we played yes. them, we showed heart. Now listen, we still lack the technical ability in the midfield, um, but th- this is what needs to happen. Though I, I think as a going forward with the U.S. team, um, Iceland again taking a book a page out of their book, they they don't have a professional league at home. Mm-hmm. They had to send everyone else out yeah. to go play professionally. Three or we only had uh, we, we had three starters. The majority of our players on our team, the national team, play here in the MLS. Yeah, Sardes, Dempsey, and Bradley are three players who currently play in the MLS. Right. Um, actually, so does Jermaine Jones, but he's thirty-four and for thirty, you know, for twelve years of his professional career has played overseas in Europe. Yeah, and so you have uh, Bob Wood, Fabian Johnson. <laughs> John Brooks, Yedlin, Jeff Cameron, Brad Guzan, and Bedoya, and all of them play overseas. Yep. That has to continue to happen. The yep. MLS, when when we watch it, as much as I would love that team, that league to get better, I just don't know. I, I don't know. But I, I know this, that the competition is better overseas. And our national players, I'd rather be getting from overseas. Klinsman got into a lot of trouble in the last couple of years when I he know. has talked down about MLS. Uh, and yet he's not wrong. He has n- – I, I don't remember everything he has said uh, to a T, but I can tell you that most of the time he has probably been right. And he's maybe been criticized for the way he said it or for how harsh he sometimes is in, in, in the way he says things. But honestly, you're absolutely right, Dave. MLS needs to stop being all things to all people. They need to stop being half soccer and half American sport, and they just need to be all into the sport itself. Conform to the rest of world soccer, specifically, you know, have your season. I know that they're terrified of going up against the NFL in the fall, and some of these clubs play in NFL stadiums, but you can work around that. Yeah. You know, make your season the same as the rest of the world's soccer season. You know, conform to to specifically European soccer. That's that's the standard that's out there in the world, and then. Introduce relegation what, and promotion among all the different ranks and levels of and U.S. And what soccer. they need to get over, and this is to your point, is that the people who are watching MLS maybe during the summer, those aren't football fans. They're no. not watching it. The, like You're not gaining. You're actually up against baseball, a sport that you're actually probably competing sure. to, for fans with. But you're not gaining, you're not gaining the football viewers anyways. And the football viewers watch – during the weekend. So put your games on during the week. You know, right. if you're in MLS, you're right. They need to change instead of having their opposite season of the football and the rest of the world, soccer, the rest of the world. They need to, I mean, they need to wake up. I agree. Yeah. All right. Who are we learning about this week, can Scott? I, can I talk to you guys a little bit about Sunderland? Oh, man. After Absolutely. you know that Liverpool FC just tweeted that it's a done deal, Sadio Mane. Signs. Wow, breaking news. 
Brian's always looking to give us some good breaking news on the pod. I want to yeah. know about. I want to know about Sunderland, though. I'm afraid Mane might just be the next Southampton to Liverpool bust. Might be the next Andy Carroll. That sentence I read yesterday, where he's the Sadio Mane is the third most expensive club signing behind Andy Carroll and Christian Benteke. That should strike fear into any Liverpool fan's heart. That Yee. sentence right there. That is not a good sentence. It's a very expensive and heartbreaking sentence. Mm. All right, back to Sunderland. Or to Sunderland in the first place, whichever one it might be. So uh, this uh, club has been around since the 1870s. They used to play for most of the 1900s. They played in a little stadium called Roker Park. Uh, the, The team was known as Rokerites or Roker Men. Uh, and then in 1997, they moved into what we now know as the Stadium of Light. That's where they currently yeah, still play. Love that. Their nickname is the Black Cats. And uh, for those who don't know, this was actually a fan-chosen nickname. When the club moved out of Roker Park into the Stadium of Light, the club realized we needed to have we need to have a new nickname. We can't be the Roker Men if we're not playing in Roker Park. So they went to a fan poll and said, well do you like the most? And the fans chose the Black Cats. These were fans who definitely knew the history of the club, and they know that Black Cats are actually very big and, and a long-standing tradition in the club's history. Mm. So, for instance, uh, back in the 1937 FA Cup Final, a young 12-year-old fan named Billy Morris had a black cat in his pocket that was believed to bring Sunderland luck to beat Preston 3-1 to in that FA Cup final. Since then, there have been uh, black cats pictured throughout, you know, on the cover of the stadium magazine, the, the, the each each match program. Uh, you know, it's just something that has always been kind of a presence at the club ever since. Oh, one of the funniest things I read from the club website, just this random sentence, and this is again a quote from the club's historical page on their website, it says, "For years, a black cat also resided at Roker Park and was fed and watered by the football club." <laughs> what? Nice. <laughs> it's pretty crazy. Um, you take care of your own. Uh, always. Right. As I mentioned, they formed back in 1879. In their first year, when they first formed, their official name was Sunderland and District Teachers Association Football Club. You oh. had to be a teacher to play that first year. Whoa, no way. Interesting, right? Hail to the teachers. Hail to the teachers. After one year, they changed it to Sunderland AFC, the name uh-huh. that they still have today. They actually, as opposed to any of the other clubs that we've covered so far, have sure. a lot of trophies. They just go way, way really, back. Really, way back. Way back. So they have won the top flight six times. Really? 1892, 1893, 1895, 1902, 1913, and 1936. Wow. Their last top flight trophy, 1936. This is going to be the 80th anniversary of their last top flight championship. They can do it. They can do it. Sure. They have won the FA Cup twice. Okay. 1937 and 1973. It's been there, a little while for that, It's too. been a little while for that, too. Uh, but there are at least trophies there that they can say they have won. Uh, we talked when we discussed Newcastle about how uh, the Sunderland-Newcastle rivalry is a really big deal yeah, sure. in that part of England. Uh, it is known as the Tyneware Derby uh, because... Uh, 
uh, Sunderland, uh, they play on Weir side. Uh, Newcastle play on Tyne side. There is no Tyne Weir derby this year, of course, with Newcastle's relegation. But Middlesbrough is coming up. And so that is the uh, closest thing to a rivalry that Sunderland will have this year. So the Tease Weir derby returns. Looking forward to that. I hope Jack Colback goes to Middlesbrough. Mm. Middlesbrough. Wouldn't that be a twist of fate? Interesting. There are several players on, on Sunderland's roster that we know. We discussed them at length throughout the year since they did play in the Premier League last year. We played them in our fantasy soccer lineups. Yep. Guys like Jermaine Defoe, yep. who yeah. showed that he can still score goals uh, in the Premier League. Uh, we talked a lot about Patrick Van Onholt, yes. who is technically a defender, but also brought some value with the goals that he was able to yep. score. He played on the left. His counterpart on the right was DeAndre Yedlin, everyone's favorite. American. Speedy American. Right back. That's right. And uh, this Sunderland history, as incomplete and unofficial as it is, would not be complete without a mention of Fabio Barini, yeah. whose new white hot hair is on Instagram. Go check it out. Is that right? Yeah. I posted Great. a picture for you to see. Yeah, I Go it. check it out. So lots of guys there. We'll see what happens. Of course, their manager, everyone's favorite Big Sam, Sam oh, yeah. Allardyce. Yeah. Why does everyone love Big Sam so much? Because he's so Because he's not afraid to fight players <laughs> on the sidelines. That's true. I do like that. He's, he was trying to give Cameron Jerome the old give him the business. Mo Howard. Yeah. With two two <laughs> fingers right there in the eyeballs. Cameron Jerome blocked. He's a uh, he's a crusty, feisty, grumpy. He says what he wants. Yeah. Yeah. So I wrote a limerick about this club. Oh yeah. Yeah. Is it alright if I? Uh, yeah. If I share my limerick sure. with you guys? Absolutely. Um, all right, cool. I think you'll like it. It's not dirty, though, Brian, so I'm sorry about that. Never never filthy enough. No, this, this one won't be either. <laughs> all right, here we go. The cats struggle to stay up, make them reachers. Defoe and Van Onholt are their features. Oh. You gotta love Big Sam, who needs to lay off the ham. If they want to stay up, bring back the teachers. Oh, I see what you did there. No one should lay off ham. No No one one. should lay off teachers either. (laughs) You don't want education strikes. Lay off. Lay off the hams. We like ham. We like Sam. I feel like this is a Dr. Seuss (laughs) right in there somewhere. (laughs) We like teachers and... Sam, I am. Yeah. Mm Why didn't I think about that in the limerick? I don't oh, know. Amazing. I think amazing. it's time to close on uh, yes, the show. It is. We have gotten to the end of our pod. Uh, we hope that you enjoyed it today. Uh, as always, you can reach us on Facebook at Fantasy Soccer FC and on Twitter at Fantasy Soccer FC. Give us a tweet. Write us a note. Give us. Tell us how bad you don't like us. Tell us how much you love us. We're a little sensitive, so be nice. Yeah. Just be gentle. You don't have to yeah, be nice, okay. but be gentle. All right. Be honest, but be gentle. <laughs> All right. Thanks again for joining us, and until next time.